Hello, welcome to another episode of Tan Pants. I am one of your hosts, Max. This is Isaac. This is Josh. This is Clay. We each researched completely random topics on our own without telling any of the others. Please prepare yourself. This podcast is a little bonkers. It's a little, it's a little for, for yourself, for self. It's a little for self. It sure does, Isaac. <laughs> so how how was your guys' week? What? Excuse, Excuse me? me? We're not going to begin with talking about weeks. It was freaking amazing. Okay, we had the best week. I made I made stock market history by not doing stock market stuff. Cool. Whoa. That's that's not how that works. That's how it works in my in my book in my day. Well, I'm just trying to get things started so we can have a smooth transition. Oh, okay. What are you going to talk about here, Josh? Nothing cuz I do not have a smooth transition. Oh, you don't have anything to talk about? Well, I was gonna say like the season is changing. Right. Weather's getting warmer. Right. It is now March, and the grass is greening. I'm so glad the gl- the yep. uh, the grass is greening. I'm so glad the government flipped that switch that says, "Okay, you guys can have spring now." Yeah. Yep. Because obviously, the government controls the Clearly. grass. Clearly. Obviously. Well. Duh. Think about it. I'm not a conspiracy theorist. Birds are so uh, speaking of uh, conspiracies, right? Um, this isn't a conspiracy at all. So I saw this headline. And I saved it. The headline says scientists to accidentally discover strange creatures under half a mile of ice. They accidentally discover Dude. it. Accidentally discover it. How like, large? So, holy crap! What is that? Now, Kong- I'm ha- I'm under half an inch of ice. <laughs> no, oh half a mile. <laughs> I, oh, whoa, half an inch of ice. <laughs> what could <laughs> possibly live beneath this? Is that a hair or is half it a strange creature? Oh, no, it's a nematode. Okay, so uh, the, the, the the name of the article makes it sound more exciting than it really is. So what happened, um, some researchers went out to Antarctica and they went out deep into Antarctica. Like they land at a research base or station, whatever, and then they get in a helicopter and they fly fly for five hours inland that sounds kind of like mission impossible depressing almost because it's like you're now entering like nothing yes when they get to where they're going they land set up tents and like okay we're gonna live like this for a couple of months because (laughs) what's on the agenda drilling through ice (laughs) sounds loads of fun where it's so much so much fun so uh, they had to melt through 20 tons of snow. Melt wow. through? Melt through it. And what they, they do with the water? They just let it water, I guess. Okay. They just need to get through all this ice. Is that yeah. why we're all flooding? Yeah, this is, this is why. This is jerks. This, people this is over. what the media is talking about. These dudes. These dudes are holes. farting on <laughs> ice, making it a melt. Well, they had to create 20,000 liters of hot water. Okay, that's a lot. To get through. Okay. So um, the reason they were going through all this ice and snow is because they wanted to send a little bucket down and they wanted to collect yeah. some dirt from the ocean floor under all this ice. Okay. So they, uh, after they're all done drilling, they're ready to go. They put a GoPro on the line with a little bucket tool and they send it down. It takes an hour round trip to go up and down. Wow. How fast is it moving? Just sinking speed. I mean, they can't shoot it down. They just put it, it just starts to drop down. Okay. Mm. So it takes an hour to get all the way to the bottom and all the way back up top. 
So, um, so how do they know it's the bottom though? It stops. <laughs> okay, <laughs> we'll know. say that's the bottom. <laughs> it stops. It stops. After an it. hour, it stops. Oh, okay. like, oh, oh, that's it. That's the bottom. And they have the thing collect some soil and they bring it back up. So here's the problem. So after flying out for five hours into Antarctica, after hiking, looking for a good spot to start drilling, after drilling and melting through snow and ice, you pick the one spot out of everywhere that has a big old rock between you and the soil. Makes sense. They literally, they get their line down and they look at the GoPro footage and there's just emptiness. And then just this big old rock. And they're perfectly over the rock. And their thing hits this rock and they can't get to the sediment. Mm. But they discovered something very interesting. All over this rock, little spores and little mushroom kind of things. And a bunch of little microorganisms just living all over this rock. And it's weird because usually when you see things like this, it's in the open ocean. Whenever something dies in the ocean, things eat it. And the things they didn't eat just kind of falls down. They call that, um, I think it's called marine snow. Imagine it's just like a like a claw, like a claw machine. And they're like, oh, we almost got it. Oh, no. That's just what I'm thinking of. Why do these never work? Yeah, it's called marine snow. So all this stuff is always falling down. All these little things at the very bottom of the ocean, these little uh, frondy things, these little tube worm thingies, they're constantly eating all these little speckles of just debris. They're just cleaning up stuff. But you need things above you dying. Yeah. So this rock is under what five miles of a mile of ice, mile and a half, right? Mile and a half, or I think yeah, a mile and a half of ice. That's a lot of ice. Uh, five hundred miles from open ocean. Let's see here. Let me make sure this is right here. That's pretty far out there. Yeah. So um, the rock they accidentally discovered is a hundred and sixty miles from daylight. That is the nearest edge of so the ice shelf so that's not even the surface they just say from daylight so if you were to far swim, down swim up oh there's no, it's still dark yeah there's just darkness if you want to get to daylight you gotta swim 160 miles that direction to get up to actual daylight oh wow okay where things can actually get to you so these things are feeding on something they don't know what they're feeding on the theory is so particles come down They're saying something is sucking the particles sideways. 160 miles. So just flowing under this ice shelf. Flowing sideways. Yes. Being pulled towards something. Something's under there. It's the drain. (laughs) The drain. The drain for the ocean. (laughs) It's right Uh, there. Ice cap was was the plug. And they're just bonking buckets on top of the the plug. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, wait. If if they melted the stuff, and their tent's probably got to be warm, right? Mm -hmm. They got to... Would it... Wouldn't the ice melt underneath them? You would need uh, some pretty warm, very warm, very warm tent to get all the way down. Well, like nice tent. Just be yurts, laying there. Yurts are pretty warm. I don't, I don't think they brought a yurt. <laughs> <sighs> Sorry, I yawned. Yeah. So yeah, so they're they're not sure what's actually growing on the rock. Uh, they collected some samples, um, but they want to go back and do some more tests. They got to go find that same. Rock again in that vast open space. Oh, it says here uh, they couldn't collect any specimens because they didn't bring the right thing to collect specimens. So all they did was get a GoPro oh. picture of it. Like, oh, I guess next time. Can't they just like pick it up and put it in a Ziploc bag? No, that was too far. Yeah, down. why don't they just lower one of the guys by their feet and he just like swabs it with a Q-tip? 
Uh, one theory is they're eating each other. Oh, okay. It's a cannibalistic rock. <laughs> this is the cannibal rock. For for hundreds of years, they've just been growing and eating each other. And it's in a kind of a cycle of just Hunger Games 24-7 on that's, this rock. That's really, <laughs> under, this, under this ice. It's really dark. Sounds fun. <laughs> but that's crazy. There's something out there under all that ice in the middle of nowhere that's living and eating and killing things. Oh. Well, mm. Life uh, finds a way. Life hey. uh, finds a way. That's right. Wise words. Smooth. What if they all of a sudden, like, they start poking at this rock and then it just, like, moves and then the whole drain in the ocean just all just goes away and then and everything's then dry land. And then you have this massive civilization of, like, of fish people come out and, like, yo. You touched our rock? You touched that rock. Dang it. That was our rock. <laughs> but in reality, that. in reality, why did you touch the rock? <laughs> At the end of the article, um, it says uh, this tiny ecosystem is is in danger of global warming because the ice shelf is melting. Oh, poor little so we cannibals, <laughs> cannibal <laughs> rock. Um, I mean, yeah, sure. Yeah, what, what do you want to do it, about it? It would probably take a really long time for that to melt to really what, cause a big problem. For that what's rock. their game plan for that? I, How on earth are you going to solve that? Vote we need, Biden. We need lots of <laughs> ice. Just Ooh, take bags yeah, and yeah, bags yeah. of ice up there. Just dump the well, ice. I mean, everywhere. they're the ones melting make it colder. It's been all that time no, melting guys. the ice. No, if you make several trips out there with ice to put it on this rock, you right. are going to be burning so much fuel in that helicopter. That you're going to be making yeah. your situation worse. That's true. So mm-hmm. the best thing for them, leave it alone. I just thought it was really funny. They spent all this money to go out there to get a, a sediment sample. <laughs> they forgot the equipment. <laughs> they're like, oh. We couldn't get it. Does anyone have anything to collect this stuff with? No. We just brought this up for sediment. Oh, it's we, like you. Oh, well. We got a picture. It's like you walk outside to get in your car to drive to like Walmart and you forget your keys. But like a million times worse. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I guess so. It's like shooting a bullet with another bullet on top of a riding horse and hitting it. That was that was that was almost the quote. That was almost <laughs> it. Almost it. I tried. Well, in the no, Star Trek, right? In the Antarctic, it gets pretty cold, and um, you're gonna have to keep yourself warm. Yeah, especially your hands. Ooh, <laughs> I don't. Which is why you can order online right now a pair of hander pants. <laughs> of what? Hander pants. Hand, describe it, because our audience can't see anything you're looking at right now. Imagine a pair of tidy whities. Right. Okay, and imagine sticking your hand into the pair I, of tidy whities. Uh, no, stay I, with me. No, stay with me. I'm backing out. And stay imagine that the legs of the tidy whities, the openings, <laughs> no, are fitted around fit each. each finger. <laughs> what? And it's a pair of fingerless gloves. What? Yeah. There you go. Complete Does with it fly look like underwear. Complete yes. with fly and everything. Is there yeah, like 100%. a band? Yeah, yeah. Is there <laughs> like, on the wrist, there's a little. Band. Is, is there is there an opening in the underwear? Yep. Yeah. No. There are two of them. One for your thumb and one for like in between your fingers. It just goes down. Makes sense. Why is this? How real? much are they? Like eleven bucks. Oh wow. Hander pants, underpants for your hands. Wait, are you really naked under those gloves? <laughs> for Pete's sake, put on some hander pants. These 95% cotton, 5% spandex fingerless gloves have a look and feel of the men's briefs. <laughs> Slip them on underneath your gloves for extra warmth and protection from chafing. So I guess that makes sense. Ah, uh, I was going to ask. Look and feel of the men's briefs. 
There you go. Yeah. You heard it, guys. Their own as vaguely inappropriate fashion statement. Yeah. Which makes sense because you wouldn't just wear hand or pants on your hands. No. That's terrible. No, that's That's awful. It's inappropriate. inappropriate. Yeah, that's terrible. Wow, Josh. Oh, it comes comes in a six-pack. Oh, perfect. Right on. For all of of my friends. Yeah. For all six of my hands. Yeah. (laughs) All of your hands. Do they make it for my feet as well? Maybe. That would be funny. Because I like to match. Right. So, what, what about like a like like a shirt? <laughs> I want a I want a, a <laughs> hander pants shirt. Hander <laughs> pants. Just stop. Like a hat. Oh boy! Wow, that's not what Josh. Why Oof. would we? Why would anybody want to wear pants on their hands? Because it's cool. Well, okay, weird. These fingerless cotton gloves are actually quite handy. Pardon the pun. I will not. They pardon will it. absorb sweat. Help prevent chafing using the tools, and are great for wearing underneath normal gloves. So they hey. are under gloves in a way. They will keep the bitter British weather from freezing your hands. And the fingerless uh, part is great for so, doing a fiddly job, such as using your phone, typing, preparing food, etc. Go on. I mean, treat your hands to some underwear. You wear underwear for the exact same reasons. Yeah. Oh, okay. So why wouldn't you put underwear on your hands? Now, I, I get doubling up on gloves. Like having a thin glove and a heavy glove. Get yeah, those layers. Extra warmth. That's, I'm down with that. Right. Why'd you make them look like underwear? Why not? Hey, you, he's got some honey coupons on these. Ooh. Right on. You could save money. Josh, read me a review. Oh, I haven't I even, hear the customer I haven't even dabbed in here. Five stars. Wow. I always thought going through commando was was going commando was cool. Boy, was I wrong. These things are a necessity. I didn't know I needed a little tight in the crotch, though. (laughs) (laughs) They're for your hands, buddy. (laughs) Listen, buddy. He was he's funny. He's being funny. He was being funny. Oh, he's being funny. Yeah, of course. Wow. Please save us from this topic, someone. Yeah. I bought these as a funny gift for someone, and they couldn't even get them off their hands. They were so small, but the company did not allow returns. So that stinks. It was to be a gift. They should note in their description that they run small and would fit small adult and kids' hands. Mm. Yeah. So if you got big man hands, right? No underwear for you. Nope. Wow, that's a. I thought my life was complete. I thought I had, you know, almost everything I needed, but now I feel empty. I feel naked. I do too. I think I'm going to yep. buy some hander pants. How much Five are they? Five stars. Incredible. They're $11. $11? For a Sponsored pack of six? Sponsored by hander pants. Hander pants is a proud, <laughs> proud sponsor of tan pants. These hander pants. My life. I bought them as an alternative to mittens as I prefer more mobility with these fingerless style. That's right. I found them to be above and beyond what I expected. Comfortable to drive in, cozy to sleep in, and functional to work in. I am a professional water polo player. Do they have performance <laughs> hander pants? What? what? <laughs> performance hander pants? Yes. Yeah, I don't want just the cotton. I want to. the spandex. Yeah, 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 it's yeah, got to be there. Yeah. I want the extra stretchy. Do they come in colors? <laughs> no, just white. Glow in the dark? I want the glow in the dark stars. Listen, if this podcast listen gets 100. This podcast listen? Yeah, this episode. You mean this episode? That's what, yeah. If this episode gets like 100. Likes like people. I don't think we know a hundred people who'd listen to it. 
I'm I'm trying to say like I'm hey. trying to shoot the moon here, man. Okay, okay, okay. I will buy you a pair of hander pants. All hundred of them? No, that one no, person. No, it's a six pack. That one person that reaches the first person to reach a hundred. How do we, how do we track that? Uh, you just do. Okay, that's right. We'll just pick a random person. It's about a hundred. <laughs> you don't give away our secrets. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a good transition. So that was pretty good. Here we that's go. Okay. My topic is about the future of Egypt. Oh, it's very bad. It sucks. Yeah. Oof, man. It started it, out so cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah those pyramids, that mummies. Yeah. Well, Brendan Fraser. Well, this is a, from a video called by a YouTuber called What If Alt Hist. Mm. This video is about uh, I think it's four countries that are going to collapse. That's what he thinks. Okay. So these are kind of the reasons as to why. Uh, the first problem is that Egypt is running out of water because. One factor is Ethiopia is building a dam that's going to block the oh. Blue Nile from meeting the regular Nile. What, and a, what a what mean move, Ethiopia. Wouldn't they know yeah. that? What? Are they doing that intentionally or accidentally? Uh, Ethiopia's like, yeah. well, you don't get water. <laughs> <laughs> this is mine. Yeah. Well, the thing is, Egypt wants, uh, Ethiopia wants electricity, and that'll basically power their whole country. Oh, wow. It's pretty good. So it's kind of a factor there. Maybe they can donate some water bottles to Egypt. Maybe. But this will cause a lot of problems because it will cut the arable land by one-third to 40%. And this is in a country where about a quarter of the population works in agriculture. This will likely spark war between Egypt and Ethiopia. It's a a contention area, I guess. Right. But Egypt doesn't really have a very strong military. They're not very organized. Yeah, I, I I don't think army when I think Egypt. Yeah. So likely Egypt's not going to win that war. And Egypt's economy is, it's been growing, but its population has been growing a lot faster. So by comparison, today, right now, 32.5% live off less than a dollar a day. Huh? Compare that to 2000, where you had 16.7% living off a dollar a day. This has been because their population has been growing so fast. They're facing what's called Malfusion pressures, hmm. which basically yeah. just means that, uh, you know, let's say everybody's got 40 acres in a mule. If the population doubles, now everyone's got 20 acres in a mule. If it doubles again, then they only got 10, and it just keeps ah. having less to go around. And a lot of people are moving into urban areas, but the cities like Cairo, which is already one of the most densely populated countries, I mean, cities in the world, is expected to double in its population within the next couple decades. And wow. They already have a very, very high unemployment rate. And then this is also the home of the Muslim Brotherhood. So that mm. will feed into extremism. And when you have these Cairo growing so fast, they're having these big, densely populated slums that when you max mix in unemployment with with dense population, with with religious extremism, it becomes very easy for some people who are upset to quickly turn into a giant mob. Yeah. They could go bad fast. That's not very good. Yeah. And no. how is the government fixing this? Well, they decided they're going to build a new capital far away from Cairo. <laughs> <laughs> and it's going to be all these big, nice buildings, all this everything. It's going to have water parks in the country that's water scarce. Okay, so what you're saying is not only will they just move away from a problem, but they'll also just rub it in their faces. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And Egypt's been getting involved heavily 
with Libya, showing that they're more interested in foreign affairs than domestic. And it really just shows they're very out of touch with the people, and they just, I don't know. That's not going to go well. So uh, uh, what, what's his alt history? What You said he, he's, he's alternate history, or? Yeah, it's what if alt hist. Okay, so this yeah. is a possibility. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, he used to do like a... You know, alternate history, but he's gotten more to doing, you know, geopolitics, the modern age. Because things are weird already. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. And so Egypt really isn't going to last much as a as, as a modern state. This will lead to lots of problems. Right. And I forgot to mention uh, climate change. You know, right. Will, will make it more arid, more dry. And this is where Egypt has a problem because of their growing population, like I mentioned. You know, they're eventually going to reach 200 million people. This is going to be a massive thing that's crazy 200 million in a desert yeah yeah that's that's not fun no No. and as for what's probably going to happen well traditionally egypt's always been conquered by somebody they've been owned by somebody who's just kind of used them for whatever they wanted they they didn't really gain their independence from like 500 bc to 1950s wow they were basically under control of somebody else and so the four main contenders that he says would be one would be ethiopia because They own the water, but Ethiopia is very poor. They're not very industrialized, and Egypt really doesn't have anything they need. They got pyramids and dirt. Yeah, and then there's the e- the United States, but because of all the war on terror, the U.S. is getting very tired of the Middle East, and yeah, so it's not likely that we'll actually commit ourselves. Why would way. we want Egypt? Yeah, and then you have the Turks, Turkey. Hmm. They've been projecting a lot of influence throughout all of the Middle East, getting involved, and so they would likely try to get involved there as well. Right. And then there's the French, and they would do it mainly to keep the Suez Canal open so they can keep getting oil from from the the Gulf states. Hmm. Let them eat baguettes. Wow. I feel sorry for them. Yeah, that's. There's not much you could do in that situation if you like you were in Cairo and. Everything's just it's really like cra- getting you're, you're crowded like, and your slums and dry and your government's like, well, we can't <clears> do much <throat> about this water situation except make a water park somewhere else, not here. <laughs> I would just leave. I would just leave, become yeah. a, like a Bedouin somewhere. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. So what you're saying is Egypt is just not going to last forever. No. Well, I mean, well, back in the day, that area was lush. Yeah, it was gorgeous. That's why people lived there. Yeah, but once it was conquered, I forget when, but they took most of the trees and vegetation, right? Well, that was, uh, I think it was Ottoman, the Ottoman Empire. Right, yeah. They had most a, of that area, including had, Israel. and They had a, a tree yeah. tax. Every single tree in your land, you would have to pay money for. Yeah. So they just chopped in all the trees. That's crazy. Why? That's just what they did. Like yep. t- Today in Israel, they're still planting trees, trying to get all the trees back again. Yeah, it's awful. It's but terrible. Yeah. Once you start cutting out that much vegetation, it does not take long for this the whole land to become desolate. Yeah. So I mean, you have all these people living in a place that used to be great and isn't right. great anymore. Then you're like, now we have to move an yeah. entire country because it was it was it was like like you're playing Civ in the beginning of Civ. You know, like oh, this is a great spot, and then later yeah. in Civ, you're like oh man, this spot sucks now. We got to move over there. Yep. But you can't. Can't because it's a city and the right. program won't let you. Right. Because Sid Meier's like, no, you chose this spot. That's right. That's right. Wow. That really stinks. It doesn't last forever. But you know what does last forever? Diamonds. Friendship. Immortality. Oh, that does last forever. <laughs> well, yeah, kind of. 
That's certainly yeah. longer than friendship. <laughs> kind of like longer, the yeah. definition of forever. <laughs> so since I guess the beginning of time, mankind have, has been on this quest for immortality. Mm -hmm. You got to say it in a fancy way. Immortality. 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 It's like I was holding it in my breath for at least a year and I let it out. and just, Immortality. It's stale that's long air. Whoa, whoa, yeah, gross. It's stale and just... But that's what it is. You make immortality sound really bad. <laughs> well, after you hear some of these stories, you might not want it and just say, just put me in the ground. Okay. Really? Yeah. These are quests for immortality? Yeah. So some, some of these people, um, according to this research I did, I mean, this could be completely just all made up and bogus, but... Did you find one of the like fake websites? No, it was on YouTube and it was a video. Okay. It's true then. It's true. YouTube is true. Sometimes. Anyways... Um, so I have a couple of different people here and they believed that they could live forever and they tried everything they could to make that a reality. Do you have uh, El Cid there? No. Do you have uh, Don Quixote? No. Do you have uh, Leif Erikson? No. Do you have... Um, what about Leif Eric's daughter? Yeah. Don't be sexist. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Isaac. <laughs> so first off in the list, I have... Qin Xin Huang. Qin Xin Huang. Qin Xin Huang. If I'm saying that right. He now, was the guy. He was the emperor. Oh, okay. He was of, of the time of the Great Wall of China. He was the guy responsible. Oh. For that. Who constructed. Responsible for the third mummy movie that wasn't as good. That's right. But he, he constructed the, the Great Wall of China. Also, he was buried. When he died, he was buried uh, among the Terracotta. Ter terracotta. Terracotta. Statues, those famous statues, yeah. which is pretty cool. Um, but he was obsessed with eternal life. Hmm. But as he was, you know, a big, big guy of his time, um, 210 BC, that, that's when it, he died. So that was kind of the time frame of his. Right, right. The I think they said he died at like uh, in his 50s, close to his 50s. Huh. So he wasn't, he wasn't that old. Um, but a lot of people were seeking to assassinate him right. because he was a big target because he was you know, famous and powerful and people wanted to just end his rule. So Stupid he, wall. Like, hey, watch this. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. He had like an untouchable wall that was that still is today very impressive. Yeah. Um, so he feared, he either feared death or just wanted to rule forever. So he set out on a lot of quests, at least three quests to... Um, uh, the, uh, I'm forgetting the name of that mountain. I wrote it here. The Shifu Island. Ooh, Shifu. So, Master Shifu. Yes, Master Shifu from uh, Kung Fu Panda. Kung Fu Panda. He said. The Shifu Island. This is a real island. live forever. <laughs> He's like, yeah, take this turtle. Yeah, right. So Shifu Island, he believed that there was a mountain there uh, that possessed eternal life. Simple as that. So he's looking for a mountain. He's going to eat the mountain. I don't know <laughs> what he's going to do wow. with the mountain, but he <laughs> he was, it said that he was on a quest to find the mountain of life. Huh. So he went there three times himself, couldn't find it, and was like, I have an empire to rule. I can't just be gallivanting by myself. Um, so he sent multiple ships of people out to Shifu Island, and it's an not island? a single one. Yeah, it's an island. Well, I don't know how isolated it is, but. Right. Uh, but yeah, I looked it up on maps and it was, it's an island. Oh, you can go there today. Yeah, you can go there today. Interesting. Mm. 
Anyways, he sent multiple ships there and not a single ship returned. Ooh. So that was maybe because they didn't find anything and they thought if they showed up empty handed, he would probably just kill them, which he often did just kill people because they failed in a quest that he sent them on. Just like so. every every bad guy. Just like every emperor ever. Every single bad guy you want to overthrow does that, yeah. Yep. A lot of people brought him potions that claimed um, to give him immortality, which, you know, he didn't know any better, so he's like, oh, yeah, sure. So he'd pay them big, big amounts of money and wealth for these like, potions. How do we test it now? But they didn't They didn't work, obviously, because he's right. dead. He uh, scammed. Yeah, he got scammed. He got scammed a lot. Yeah, so... It's kind of sad, but he was obsessed with it until the day he died, and he never found it. Never found that mountain. It's sad. It's kind of sad. I mean, not that sad. I mean, it's kind of like normal. <laughs> Poor guy. Didn't live forever. So sad. So sad. Didn't find his mountain. He's killed those people to find. <laughs> Poor Poor emperor king man. So yeah, that was that. That was him. So and then uh, we kind of have into the the French. Uh, French history here a little bit. So there's Diane de Poitiers. 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 Diane. Okay, so she was the mistress of the the French king Henry II. Okay. And she was considered to be super beautiful. Right. It was like her beauty is like forever. It never ends or whatever. She met the king first when she was seven, but then he proclaimed her as his beloved when she was 26. And then he later got married, which is kind of weird. Um, but he, he, in his rule, when he was kinged, he had his beloved. And, and then he was he had, kinged, like his checkers. Kinged. King me. And he was kinged. <laughs> when he was crowned king. I was kinged at 41. No. Like a boss. Like so, a boss I was kinged at 41. He had this, anyways, he had this mistress that he loved, Diane. And she had his heart and she, it was said that she, um, controlled everything that went on in the kingdom because you know he was swayed by her she would boss. her name was diane she's like the love of my life diane diane um oh even well into her 50s is what the article said i think i know where where this is going this is the bath thing no 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 no. this isn't a bath this is something interesting though okay um so it's into her 50s plus 60s 70s um stories of her beauty were um, documented that, you know, just lasted forever. It's like she didn't change at all. Um, up until the day she died, people would make paintings of her and, you know, statues and stuff and saying like, you know, she's the, she has eternal beauty somehow. Mm. Only several centuries later in 2009, uh, scientists dug up her remains and found a significant, because they're all, all curious about this legend. Right. They found remains of significant traces of gold in her hair. So they were like, that's weird. And all the paintings that they had of her, she had very goldish yellow hair. Um, so maybe she bathed in gold. But a lot of uh, experts... Bathing in gold would require putting your body in gold at a temperature at w- at which it can be liquid. It could be just gold and water. That well, would Get this, get this. They made, back in the time, only for rich people who, s- who would seek immortality or... Um, to cure many diseases, they thought um, gold would be the case. Right. So they actually cool. made a drink mixed with mercury and gold. Oh, sounds like And a so idea. they believed Bad. it would sustain youth and, like I said, cure diseases. Found her remains, found that there was gold in her hair, and her spine contained large traces of mercury. 
So they, they actually think that she was drinking this gold stuff. Maybe, maybe she died because she was doing it. But it kept maybe her young. She, yeah. Maybe it did. She died young. Or maybe she was just a, a good-looking lady. Wow. I don't know. How old was she? I don't know. Uh, when she died, I don't know. It didn't say. She was married at 26. She died Is at 26. Yeah, I'll look it up. I'll look it up. <laughs> I need to see this gold hair. Golden hair. Wait, so if you eat gold, it'll grow out your scalp. Exactly. Is Oh. We need to find a really rich person <laughs> that's willing to try this. We, we want to try this. Like, hey, Elon Musk. Is your hair going away? Hey, Jeff Bezos. Wait, never mind. Jeff. Oh, wait. Oh. <laughs> okay, here's a picture. Uh, it looks like a lot of old pictures of, yeah, like, busts and stuff. Just looks like a lady. Looks yeah. like some lady, I guess. I don't know. That's the legend, man. Um, Did you get a, uh, an age at which she died? Like, No, go, I didn't get that. Go to the, to, to the wi- Wikipedia. Okay, let me look Wikipedia have her uh, birth and death. But Josh wasn't kidding. The internet's slow. Yeah, man. I'm not, I'm not okay. kidding. 1566. And when was, was she born? 1500. 66 years old. Right. That's some easy math. Hey. Hey. That's, that's still young, you know, like. Yeah. It, honestly, it's it wouldn't be like to the point where she'd be like super, super wrinkly and. Well, I mean, if you you spend all day in luxury drinking mercury and gold. (laughs) Uh, Anyways, that was that was that legend. Then it brings us our story brings us to Alexander Boldegov. Boldeg, Boldagnov. 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 So Alexander, he was a scientist, right? He was a revolutionary. He was a writer and a thinker. In America? Uh no. Oh, re- uh, so not important. Not important. Uh, so you you said re- uh, re- revolutionary. Like I thought, revolutionary war or what? What? what, what uh, is he French? I don't know. Actually, oh. I should have looked up his origin. You should have f- figured out who this person was. Pre- I'm sorry. Well, he he was uh, born. No, he wasn't. It doesn't give the date where he was born. It's just the date when he started his uh, institute. Mm. So in 1926 to 1928. Okay. He headed the institute uh, for this blood transfusion. So he believed that you could rejuvenate the human body through blood transfusion. Okay. So if you take... So he, he, he read Dracula. Yeah. And he was like, that's pretty cool. I'm going to Is there a way to do that. this without biting people? A syringe. Let's do this. Hmm. Like most scientists use. Anyways, if you take the blood of a young person... Oh no! <laughs> we're going no. to siphon the blood of the young to replenish no, the think, blood of the old. Think and about live forever. Think about a blood transfusion from, say, a twenty-year-old to a seventy-year-old. Okay. Okay. You draw the blood from the twenty-year-old and you give it to the blood to the guy that has you know like old vamp- blood, like a like, vampire, like a vampire. I guess. Um, I guess the body of the older guy would receive the young blood and benefit from it is the theory um so that's what he believed and that he he had this whole institute based around that whole idea and lots of people got on board with this a lot of people were like oh that makes sense yes of course um at first his procedures were successful people were benefiting from them alexander did a lot of experiments to himself and people said that he actually started to appear younger his appearance started to seem younger and younger 
Yeah, it does work. Just look at me. I, I was there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Of course. I've been a vampire since yep. the 20s. It's great. Um, but during his 11th blood transfusion, Alexander's body rejected the new blood, and he died. Ugh. Doesn't sound so, good. The vampire was killed. The vampire was killed. Yeah. And that was the end of it. Everybody was like, Ooh. oh, he died. Oh, Ooh. oh that's not oh, good. Okay. Just kind of. That was the end of it. That, that was the end. I'm willing to bet you money that wasn't the end of well, it. Well, yeah, that probably are, wasn't the end. I bet you people are still is, doing that. There's a group of people, a group of old rich people who are kidnapping right. young people and taking their blood like vampires. Yeah, it's prob- probably so. It's me. It's Clay. What if he's not dead? What <laughs> <laughs> if he faked his death? Whoa. So the what only if he, did? he would be immortal. We, we, we don't know. We wouldn't know. Maybe. Or would we? Clay? We wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> okay, wow. so he... That was his journey for eternal life, but um, and then you have the monks. Oh yeah, the monks, the famous monks. Yeah, who would sit in meditation for years. Yep. There is one monk in particular named Dash Dash Dorzo Itigluv Itigluv Dash Dorzo Itigluv. Okay. What are you thinking today? So he he began his religious journey around sixteen. Okay. In nineteen twenty seven. An incredible thing happened. He sat. Amazing. In the... <laughs> Good clap, Josh. Good He's, clap. Yeah. He sat in the lotus... Lotus. 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 He sat in the lotus posture, gathered his disciples, and asked them to pray the prayer of death. And all his disciples were like, no, I can't do this <laughs> in front of a living person. I guess that was the thing. And he's like, no, you have to do it. So then they prayed the prayer of death in front of him. And then he said, okay, wake me up in 75 years. Um, this, he he, he was, was 16. No, no, no. He started his journey at 16. He was 75. When he did this. When he did this. And he said to wake him in 75 years. Okay. So like his entire lifetime again. So he was, he was going to go into a catatonus state. I don't know. A what? Catatonus. Is that right? <laughs> no. That's a word. So how do you say it? I think it's, is it catatonic? Catatonic. Oh yeah. No. It's it's cry, cryotonic. Cry, cryotonics? Cryogenic? That, cryogenic. That's cryogenic. cold. That's cold. Oh. You mean he and just he took a nap? Yeah, he, he took a nap. Anyways, anyways, he sat there for the rest of his life, which wasn't that was much like, longer. It was like five weeks. <laughs> <laughs> well, he was 75 at the time when he sat, and then he sat there until he died, but then he continued to sit after death. Oh. They just left him and, there? Yeah, they, just left, they didn't touch him. They, uh, I saw was pictures. It, they he, put little was boards. Was he on a or, toilet or what? Sorry, I had to ask. <laughs> no, he was like on the on a mountainside somewhere, like oh. just up in the mountains. Wow. Um. So he was sitting, and then he died, and he kept sitting, and they didn't touch him, they didn't move him, they put like a box around him or something to keep the weather off of him. But after his body had deceased, um, a weird thing happened to where he did not decay. His body did not decay at all. Hmm. His eyes were closed, and he was still in his little position. His body didn't reek. His hair was still there. It was almost like he was mummified. So the scientists were going to, you know, look into his body uh, because they eventually moved him and put him on like some kind of, I guess, a stage temple or something behind glass or whatever. Still in his form that he is right now. They said his body weight didn't change at all. What? Which is weird for a dead person. Yeah. They know. Remember we were talking about dry weight the other day. (laughs) (laughs) He has wet weight inside him still. Um, and there he sits 
And the scientists are like, well, you know, this can be explained. Just let us look at the body. And the monk said, no, no. 75 years. So as of 2005, they stopped all the investigation of Itigilio's body. Where is this monk located right now? I think it's Mongolia. Mongolia? Yeah. Let's go. Now, back to the weight thing. If he's sitting there, yeah. his his wet weight goes away. You lose all that if you're not eating. Or not drinking. this monk. No, no, listen. Before he died, right. it was probably all gone. Probably. He mummified himself to death. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. If you're not drinking water, not eating food. Maybe just, he drank some kind of something that just froze him. <laughs> he drank some. Uh, and it preserved some him somehow. Antifreeze. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wow. Uh, yeah. Yeah, he's on display. He still has all his hair and. Wow, so so in, in when the 75 years are up, they'll say, hey, just wake up. I think it's already been up. Oh, but has? they say he's still alive. He's just still meditating. Oh, yeah. The, oh. They believe that. Like the, If someone's like meditating, they're still alive. They're just living off the energy of the world or something. Hmm. Yeah. Right. Here, let's do the math. So that was in 1927. Uh, oh. And today is 2021 minus the two. It's been 94 years. Oh, he's overdue. Slept yeah. in. He's 2002. Slept in. They should have woke, woke him up. Yeah, they should have woke him up, but they didn't. So they, they, he they, forgot to set his alarm. They, they they stopped the investigation in 2005, you said? Yeah. But he was due in 2002. Yeah. Those, those monks should have woke him up. He said, wake me up in 75 years. I was born the year after that. I guess they messed up. It's you, Josh. Josh. You need to go to the mountain. You are the but, monk. I just need to check him out. But in, check this guy. But out. it's interesting. This is not the first mummified monk they have found. <laughs> Other people have done this. Yes, in 2015, scientists discovered a mummified monk in Mongolia in the same position. So I get that's just the position they all do. It's right. A, Sounds like a plot for like a, like a game or something. You have to go and wake up the seven <laughs> monks to find the monks to travel the land or something. Yeah, bring them up. But monks Greenberg. say that the one yeah. that they found in the in 2015 isn't dead. He's just meditating as well, and he was probably the teacher of Itigilov. Okay, so same. Oh. Interesting. So they're like, it was his teacher, and he taught him the secrets of immortality, and there they sit. So but to be immortal, <laughs> you just got to sit there. That's right. That, that's the point I was trying to make at the beginning. Is like, you want to be immortal? You just, just, just put me in the ground. Just let me die. <laughs> don't, yeah. I don't want to be sitting for that Wait, so so what's his name? Itty Gilo? Yeah, I-T-I-G-I-L-O-V. Don't spell it. Itigilov. 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 So Itigilov learned immortality from his master, and he didn't teach anyone else. That's right. Instead, a, he said, "What a jerk." <laughs> <laughs> well, then we have just a bunch of sitting people. <laughs> It'd be kind of weird, disturbing to somebody who's not sitting. Uh, or maybe uh, okay, he was going to teach them when they wake him up, and they didn't they wake, didn't him, wake up. him up. They didn't oh. do it, or maybe they tried, and he was just dead. Like, hey, he was like, "Not now." He's like, no, "You mom. go." He, he he opens his eyes and goes. Five more years. <laughs> Closes his eyes again. Oh, that would be. Freaky. And then they're like, "Oh no, forget it, forget it." We're bulldozing okay. the site. Call the X Files. That's is- it. Call the X Files. No more. Okay, and then more, a little bit more modern times. Oh, you got more. Yeah, this is one. I have one more. Okay. Wow. So there's a guy named Robert Ettinger. Okay. Ettinger. Is this uh, CrossFit? No. Okay. He is the father. Of CrossFit. Of cryonics. Ooh. So he's a Jewish guy. Um, I think either, I think it was him or his parents uh, were from Russia. They came over to the States. Um, 
and he was a scientist who, at a young age, he believed that scientists would eventually come up with immortality. Yeah, eventually. Eventually. I mean, it's inevitable, right? With our, with the learning curves that we're going on and, you know, we're, yeah. we're progressing, right? We can invent the flappy birds and the Tupperware <laughs> cups. We can figure out this immortality thing. Yeah, it's a piece of cake. If we can figure out um, handerware. That's handerware, right. I mean, handerware is amazing. Yeah, it's it's life-changing. I'm a professional polo player. <laughs> <laughs> I never go anywhere uh, without my handerware. Oh, my goodness. We can't get away from that. No. He's like... But eventually, he as he started getting older, he's like he realized, oh, they might not figure it out before I actually die. So, right. Um, I gotta come up with the plan B. So, in hopes in hopes of the future of people figuring out immortality, he decided that he was going to freeze himself, not alive, of course, when he died. Oh, okay, freeze so, his body. Freeze his body. Right. Just preserve it. So he um oh. Uh, yeah, that was in 1916. Was that in 1916? That was a while ago. 1916? I must have written that down wrong. That can't be right. No, that can't be right. They didn't have freezing technologies in 1916. Yeah, because he died in they? 2011. Yeah. <laughs> and oh. he, he, was, he was 92 when he died. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I, I wrote that around. I bet you it's probably 60s or something. Um. So he came, out, he came up with the idea to preserve the human body through cryogenic freezing. 1976, he founded the, Cryton, the Cryonics Insti- Institute where he would store all the recently deceased people, um, you know, store them in a frozen container. Um, so his process, he would treat the body in a special way to, to so it wasn't, hurt from the freezing um and then he would freeze it to as to temperatures as low as 196 celsius for a day or two negative ne- negative yes right minus Pretty hot yeah for a day or two right and then he placed the container he placed the body in a container full of liquid nitrogen how expensive is it to keep these things frozen like that i would imagine it it's, it's probably not cheap <laughs> right so, um, but get this today, the Institute holds, um, about 170 people. Wow. Including Robert, the guy that founded it, yeah. his mom and his two wives. Oh, so hang on. Wait, 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 wait. So <laughs> wait, wait, wait. So wife number one <laughs> is about to kick the bucket. He's like, honey, I can freeze you. I'll bring you back with me. She, Okay. Might as well. I'll be Might dead. Well. Right? Yeah. So the freezer body and wife number two is about to keep the body. Oh, hey, I'll free. I'll put you right next to wife number one. <laughs> I'll bring you both back I'll bring at the you same both time. Back. And she's like, could you bring me back first and then bring her back? <laughs> Who knows how that's going to happen. So um, they are not doing any research into the actual uh, living forever thing. No. They're just freezing people, hoping yes. that somebody else will do it. That's correct. So what happens when someone w- figures that out and like, hey, we have all these people ready to go. And they're like, uh, we have our own list. Right. What happens when, you know, they have all these bodies that they need to revive? Well, they probably have a lot of money. I guess. I mean, money better. Talks. Well, I mean, the people who are paying for this are dead. Mm-hmm. Who's, who's can, who keeps paying for this? It's not like a uh, subscription. I guess- 
well institute maybe they have like a a fund yeah because it says that today more than 2000 have applied for the freezing process okay so they're paying the monthly so probably (laughs) bill probably they're paying something to put their name on a list for when they die they they'll freeze their bodies oh man um they've even done pets and stuff too which is weird well can it freeze my snail (laughs) i'd say get out of here my snail like he can already freeze a snail and it'll come back just fine (laughs) so yeah you can um you can go apply today wow i'm in freeze my body okay uh that's uh That, that that was it I have a topic for next week. I'm going to talk about that's going to blow your mind. Mm. You just reminded me of it. It's dynamite. It's dynamite. Why didn't, why didn't you talk it about it? Like, because I talked about my uh, my my rock, oh, my ice rock. You mean you mean the uh, ocean sinkhole? The ocean sinkhole that they made and they building the. It's a sink plug. The sink plug. Yeah. Yeah. We, yeah. we 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 found the Arctic plug. It's pretty good. Cool, cool. So, uh, Joshua, you 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 talked about underwear. For handwear, handwear, Clay brought us to uh, up to speed about the situation in Egypt and why it's awful. And I solved it. You solved the problem by freezing everybody that dies there, sitting down. Oh, that's awful. <laughs> so wait, wait, wait. <laughs> you want to freeze all of Egypt and just wait for Egypt to be good again? No, I won't freeze them. They just have to sign their names on the list. Okay, the waiting. Sit list. down. So, but. Bill, Bill, be way easier to deal with because all they gotta do is wait. No, actually, it'll be harder because they have to no. wait not only for immortality to be a thing; they also need to wait for Egypt to get its act together. <laughs> That's true. Uh, yeah. Maybe they, maybe Egypt will just you know come up with immortality like like that. Yeah, maybe it'll be Egypt. True. <laughs> While they're in their water parks. Yeah. You guys have discovered something. If you open your eyes underwater, you'll live forever. <laughs> And the angry mob outside. You fool. Nobody can go underwater (laughs) and open their eyes. It's it's never been done. (laughs) And then the monk is like, oh, they figured it out. (laughs) Figured Um, it out by putting on a pair of handerwear. (laughs) You put on the handerwear. You put your face in a bucket, open your eyes, close them, and do the lotus pose. Yeah, you have to to sit like that. Mm -hmm. Well, take us out, Josh. You ready? Thank you for joining us on another exciting episode of Tan Pants. We hope you liked it. Share it with your friends. Share it with your neighbor. Share it with your uh, grandma. Share it with your dog. Yeah, your dog deserves. Before you freeze your dog to bring him back later when you need him, have him listen to the podcast. Put an earbud, not in his ear, but close enough. It'll bring him up to speed on things. I think that's probably a thing. You think it is? Probably. Yep. Treat your dog. Treat your dog. Freeze him. (laughs) Don't. No. No. (laughs) Just joking.